Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Jimmy Scott Fitness Podcast Radio Show. Coming to you on this Friday, July the 14th, 2023. Hopefully, it finds you staying safe and staying sweaty all at the same time. On today's episode, we are talking about growth mindset versus a fixed mindset and which one you should focus on if you really want to just crush all of the areas of your life, whether it be your career, your body, your health, your relationships, your finances, and everything in between. I'm going to play off of a couple of things here uh, that my man Pat Rigsby had sent out, and then John Goodman had a nice little clip, and then uh, Rajat Sani put together a nice piece. And then based off this, we're talking about the mindset, and it's a book by uh, Carol Dweck, um, and she really breaks down the growth versus the fixed mindset. It's a great book. Anybody out there wants to check it out. Um, but I'm just going to share some snippets from that and then some of my experiences uh, across the board, some things I used to do that really fucked me up and some things that I do now where I have these processes and systems in place that allows my mind to be free and not imprisoned by certain thoughts and beliefs that were holding me back for you know, a very long time. Uh, before I jump into that, just a couple housekeeping things. One... We have our 34-day ab and core challenge kicking off here on Monday. So 7-17 is the start date. We'll load all the week one content on Sunday for you guys, and we'll drip it week by week as we go. It's 34 days. We run this annually. Uh, so it's the second year this has been inside the app. It's 34 days, 34 different workouts. You guys will do a session, obviously, every single day, anywhere from three minutes to 15 minutes in length. These are not, you know, your mom and dad's ab workouts. You're not just laying on the ground doing sit-ups and crunches. Not that those things don't have their place, but these are dynamic. They're unique. You're moving your body through space. They're really challenging your trunk, meaning not just your front six, so not just you know rectus, your obliques, your intercostals, uh, your erectors, the glutes, hips, shoulders. Everything's going to be firing here as you guys are working with us. So if you want to check it out, Links in the show notes, jeremyscottfitness.app. Um, we'll take you right to it. On the top, there's a little challenge clip. Otherwise, jeremyscottfitness.app slash 34-days-abs-challenge. That's a mouthful. Uh, to join. Uh, app members, it's 100% for free. Everybody else, you guys get a week for free. If you want to stay on, it's just a couple of pennies from there. We're doing weekly prizes throughout. Our friends at AG1, JLab, a lot of our Jeremy Scott Fitness Apparel that we just got in stock here. Uh, we'll do uh, sleep stacks. We'll do uh, FaceTime calls. Whatever you guys want, we're doing weekly prizes every week. And the grand prize winner, they get an awesome fitness vacation to beautiful sunny Scottsdale, Arizona here. We'll fly you out to uh, one of the resorts here, one of the awesome hotels in Old Town. You can hang out there for a couple of days. You're invited to our headquarters here. Come in the gym, rip your face off, meet our community. Awesome, like a little apparel package we'll hook you up with as well. So again, we fly you out. We pay for your stay. It's a win-win-win across the board, and it's just going to cost you a couple of pennies and nothing else. You get full app access inside, so all of our nutritional content, all of my personal weekly workouts, all the programs are in there. And again, it costs you guys next to nothing. We used to charge hundreds of dollars for all these, and now pretty much every year, I think we're only charging for like the 47-day, and then we have a new rebuilt program that will be extra as well. Everything else has been free, so we've run literally – probably 10 of these now at this point. So we've given away like 10 trips uh, to people, which is super cool. So Jeremy Scott Fitness app, join me inside and uh, you, can get, you guys will have a plan uh, for the summer and uh, definitely beyond. And also you guys already know this episode is brought to you by my homies at 
AG1, the one thing I take every single day and I never miss. If you are somebody who doesn't eat enough fruits and vegetables and you don't want to take 15 different pills every single day, this is a no-brainer. DrinkAG1.com slash Jeremy Scott will get you guys hooked up with it. And we're also going to throw in a year supply of free vitamin D and five free travel packs with order one. So I travel more in the summer because it is like Earth's oven here. Um, I just did my heat rock today. It was 109 degrees, I think, when I was out there per my phone. Um, when I came inside here, it said 111 degrees, you know, sweating everywhere um like the grossest human of all time i actually had to change clothes before i even went to get coffee because it's so disgusting um so we travel during the summer i i like it here i like being in you know a hair dryer for so many weeks but i do like to take the little breaks and so i take the ag1 with me when i travel simple travel packs i don't got 18 different pills and powders with me i take the packs i put them in water i slam it and i'm good to go because it's tough on the road to get enough fruits and vegetables and all the micronutrients I need. So I do the best I can. And this covers the gaps in my eating. On top of that, I think it's the best tasting one out there. So I don't make an excuse not to take it. It helps me with my gut health. It helps me with my immune system. And I do think it gives me a boost of energy. So if you want to try it, drinkag1.com slash Jeremy Scott will get you guys hooked up with the free vitamin D and the five free packs. Or if you're on the fence, maybe you saw this on another podcast, you heard it on a different commercial, you saw one of your buddies take it, you want a free sample? 100% for free, no strings attached. I will send it to you. Shoot me a message on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, email us, put a note in the Salt River, send it downstream, and if I grab it and I find your address, I will send you a pack right to your front door for free. You can try it, see if you like it, if you do, and then get hooked up with all the free stuff from there. So again, is anybody else doing that? No, but I'm crazy and I give a shit about you guys. So I'm happy to help you out. So hit me up. I'll send you a free sample. You can try it. If you like it, then get hooked up with all the free stuff from there at drinkag1.com slash Jeremy Scott. All the other podcast sponsors are in the show notes. I'm too tired to go through them in detail because it's been a long day. It's already 3.20 here and I'm hot and I got stuff to do. And maybe I want to go home and have sex with my wife. I mean, who knows? crazy day here. It's wild, wild times. Uh, Dry Farm Wines is our other podcast sponsor in the show notes. Our friends at JLab Pro, jeremyscottfinness.jlabpro.com. Get your protein, turmeric, collagen, and krill oils. We have discounts on a lot of that stuff. All these are in the app as well in the extras tab in our supplement guide. And then shout out to my friends at sleepsoldsepperly.com where I get my hoodies, joggers, and all my stuff there. We always have a discount for you as well. But all these are going to be in the show notes here for you guys. So feel free to check them out and get the discounts or ask me for the free samples and ask me for the coupon codes because we usually have a bunch uh, laying around here to uh, to help you guys. So that's what I got going on today. I'm just, I'm tired, man. I'm on the struggle bus. I was uh, up early today, walking my dog. It was like 95 degrees. I was cleaning up my garage before I went to uh, do my tissue work, which uh, was hot out there too. I got a bunch of videos to shoot and I'm supposed to do them today, but that is not happening. I will say this. The one thing that's changed probably in my business life that's evolved is one, I'm willing to suffer. Like I'm willing to be miserable as fuck a lot of the time. Um, if I have a skill, it's probably like I can be really uncomfortable for long periods of time and it doesn't really break me uh, until it does. 
And back in the day, I used to just be willing to just be miserable as hell basically every day of the week in training too and in a lot of things. But now as I'm older, it's like I can suffer some days, but I don't have to every day. So if I don't have to film these videos today, I can do them tomorrow. And that's kind of an important lesson for anybody listening out there. Just know no matter what you do in life, there's a time to to hustle, to sprint. BJ Gadur calls it, you know, practice mode versus playoff mode. And there's certain seasons of life where it's just going to overwhelm you and you got to just, you know, grit your teeth and fucking work through it. But then there's times where you can pick your spots and you earn that through hard work and consistency over time. And just know emails are always going to come. Phone calls are always going to come. There's always going to be deadlines. There's always going to be stuff to do. So it's okay if in the moment something else is going to serve you better in the long run, you do that and you delay the work for another day. Um, Again, wake up every day, work as hard as you can until you can't, and then just move on. Because sometimes the quality of work really starts to suffer and suck. And that's kind of what I've learned is that, you know, sometimes it's, it's better to just sleep on it, wake up the next day, and then just crush it. Because what happens a lot of times is you grind yourself into the ground on, let's say, Monday, you're paying for it on Tuesday and Wednesday. And so that one day costs you two or three days. And I think that's true for training as well. You know, you don't have to beat the fuck out of yourself every single workout and every single training session. There's days where you have to suffer. There's days where it's got to be miserable, but not every day. And you don't want, you know, day one to steal from day two and day three. You know, that's kind of like, you know, stepping over dimes to pick up pennies. And that doesn't make sense for anybody. So that's just a side note. Nothing to do with today's podcast. We're just on my mind here as I got, you know, mild heat stroke as I'm going through this. But I digress. We're talking growth mindset versus fixed mindset. I'm also going to talk about, you know, seven tips inside of here to make your life better that Pat Rigsby had sent over. But the first thing, uh, John Goodman put out a nice little note, and I wanted to share it on here because I thought it was a gem. I've talked about it before in a, in different maybe words or phrasings. John's been on the podcast, uh, great guy, super bright. He's helped a lot of people out, and this is just a, another reminder from him. It's just for anybody out there listening, every time you land on somebody else's website, their Instagram account, their business page, when you walk into the coffee shop or the hair salon or to their gym, you're entering their dream. Every time you listen to them talk on a podcast or make a video about their business and about what they do, you are entering their dream, for lack of a better word. That person, if they're anything like me, has poured their fucking heart and soul into that space, man. They have poured so much more than you can ever imagine into that business. You have no idea. It's important to them and they care about it. And a lot of times they care about it like they care about a person. I know it sounds really weird to say, but for a lot of people building something from their mind and putting it out into reality and building it from the ground up, it's one of the most fulfilling things that they're probably going to do. And I say that so you be kind. So you be considerate. So you don't be a fucking asshole to them. Even if you don't have a lot of awesome things to say, you don't have to smoke them. You don't have to crush them. And I don't think most people listening to like 
my podcast would be those people. But we all have our moments, man. And just know when you walk into somebody's establishment, they've done, they probably, if they care about it, which 99% of them do, they've done the best they could. You know, and if, if they know better, they would do better. But this is what they're trying to do, and they're trying to build something. And so a lot of times just being kind and like words of encouragement do go a long way. And I, I, I sh- wanted to share this because we're, we're putting together this uh, this video. I'll probably film it tomorrow with Heather. And I was talking to Monica about it today. Just um, all of like the mean shit uh, people have said over the years. And I just took a, a couple of a couple of the, the clips because there's way too many. Um, there'd be like an hour-long video. We actually do keep a threat folder here in person from the people who have sent stuff here. And that does, this is real. Um, people have sent kind of like hate mail here and like just weird shit here sometimes. Um, cause I don't care for what I do or the things I say or whatever, because at this point we do reach a lot of people. And, uh, we also have one on my computer, um, where people have emailed in some really uh, negative shit. And these are like real people who have jobs. They're on LinkedIn. We found them and they're writing these things. I'm not going to put them on front street because I don't want to embarrass them. I don't want to get them fired. Cause I, I try to, even though when people are like a fuck face, I try to give them grace. I try to give them the benefit of the doubt, even if they're an asshole. And sometimes people are just assholes, but the point is we put together some of the meanest um, sayings from videos I've done for men's health uh, from bible.com things people have said, you know, on basically every single random website that I've been on over the past uh, 15 years. And it's, um, it's comical to me. Um, but again, I've been through this for multiple decades. I grew up in a different era of time than a lot of people who are on social media today. And what I mean is, I grew up in this, you know, era where we used to fight people in real life. You know what I'm saying? Like when I was young, we wouldn't fight on the internet because that wasn't a thing. You know, I didn't, I had a computer at my house. I think when I was like a senior in high school and the computers we had, like at school, you could do like ask Jeeves or, you know, play number munchers or Oregon trail. So it's not like the world today. Nobody had a smartphone. Even when I moved out here to Scottsdale in like 2000, was it 2008 ish? Like, I had a phone. It was like a little chocolate LG phone. There was no internet on it. And then I had a Blackberry and even that sucked. My point is, is that I don't come from the internet era. I come from the time before that where we used to fight people in real life. Like you had a problem with somebody, you went out in the schoolyard or you, you met at the, you know, freedom parking lot and you beat the fucking shit out of each other and you called it a day and you kept it moving. So when I see negative stuff online, it doesn't bother me. I have a, a different, you know, skin, if you will. You can't penetrate it. I don't, my, my, my personal value isn't in likes and comments and follows in your opinion about me, but I know a lot of other people's is, and a lot of people who are maybe younger came up in that and they're way more susceptible to being sad, depressed, and discouraged. And I share that because I want you to be kind to other people because they're putting, they're putting themselves out there and it's really hard for a lot of people to do. And sometimes in the beginning, they might not be doing it right or correctly or in a way that that they want to yet, but if you give them time to learn and to grow, they will be a valuable member of like the online community and they're willing to help people. But I just know a lot of people get discouraged and run down and sad and they get deterred from sharing things online because of negative comments and all the people talking shit. And if you're anybody out there, if you're a creator, don't. 
Don't get discouraged. Don't get run down. Don't get sad. Just keep doing your thing. And uh, if you do it consistently, you're going to find way more awesome people than negative ones. But I just throw that out there um, for everybody on both sides of the fence because I know there's a lot of people I work with, a lot of the physicians I work with, a lot of the guys who have worked for me over the years really value what other people think. And I I know there's old older people who do that, and I, but I know a lot of the younger uh, generation really, really buys into that. And, you know, I don't have an answer other than if you grew up in my era of time and you grew up in my household, I don't think you'd give a shit. But that's the um, the gift and the curse of being, uh, you know, like a middle-aged dude um, on the internet. So that, my friends, uh, is my intro to kind of the growth mindset and the fixed mindset stuff. But I did want to touch on this little uh, kind of seven, you know, tip rip from uh, my man Pat Rigsby. And these are just reminders, you know, to myself, as much as they're a reminder to you, um, these are things that will make your life better. And I think a lot of times the biggest barriers in our life are the things that we have put there or we have created in the way that we see things and the way that we frame things. And that's what I'm going to talk about when I go growth mindset versus a fixed mindset. And I've said this before, the walls we build up you know, to protect us from things in life or also the walls that imprison us. And I've been guilty of this, just like probably everybody listening, the walls you build up to protect you physically, emotionally, you know, spiritually, whatever you want to say, they also imprison you from feeling and growing and becoming a better version of yourself. It's a joke in the fitness world, like the, the diehard fucking people, like the, the, the me, the Alexias of the world, the BJs, the Hannahs, you name it, the Colleen's. We hide our feelings in our muscles, you know, like, like that's the thing. Like we hide our feelings in our muscles. We created this external body, maybe not now because we're older and we've all, you know, been through our shit and most of us have our shit together, at least, you know, quote unquote, as much as anybody can. We did it at first to protect us or to get a sense of value or it became part of our identity or you name it. We became this fit for a reason. And probably to start off, it wasn't to just be healthy. Because I'm going to be honest with you, when I was, you know, 22 years old or 21 years old, when I really started to, you know, kind of transition from playing sports to I just want to look better naked, I wasn't that concerned about, you know, all my health metrics. I just wanted to look fucking shred it. You know, if I'm being completely honest, like and hook up with chicks, I was a 21 year old dude, like not a lot going on in my brain at the, at the time. It wasn't this person. So we do that. And I think a lot of us have done that. So I think when you look at your life, there's a lot of things that we do that hold us back. And instead of looking at the outside world and blaming politics and the economy and genetics and your parents and your upbringing and your hometown, whatever the fuck it is, just look inside yourself. And I share this because it's a reminder to me too. When I was young, I blamed everybody else. And it wasn't anybody else's fault but my own. But I didn't know that at the time, you know. And so the first thing is just stop blaming your circumstances. And again, there, there's extreme cases out there, you know, there's things that happen to you in your life health-wise 
um, friends, family, even your personal self that you can't control. You know, you can get a diagnosis or, or things can go sideways. And I'm not talking about those things. The day-to-day life for most of us, you have to stop blaming your circumstances because for 99% of us, I guarantee you there are other people with similar or worse circumstances doing really, really fucking well. They're busier than you. They have more shit going on than you. And they're doing very well. And they're not blaming their circumstances. You can't create the hand that's dealt to you. All you can do is play it the best that you can. And that's the first thing. You have to stop blaming your circumstances. Because we always we always think we have it the worst. And you have to look at the people who are dealing with the shit that you're dealing with that are crushing it and just kind of follow their lead. And I say this a lot on here. If we all threw our problems into a pile and we saw what everybody else was dealing with, it really saw, like not their, not your public life, not your private life. I'm talking like your fucking secret life. The one that's the, the shit that really, really, you know, fucks with you. If you saw what everybody was dealing with at the grocery store, at the post office, in the gym that you train at, and you saw what they were dealing with, you would run in and grab your problems back so fucking fast, man. Because, oh yeah, well, their parent has dementia, or they actually have a cancer diagnosis, or they actually lost a sister in a car accident. You, n- you never know what everybody else is carrying. And a lot of times they're carrying a lot more than you are. So stop blaming your circumstances like you have it the worst in the world, because most of us fucking don't, dude. Number two, you got to stop blaming other people. As soon as you take responsibility for your success, you're ahead of 95% of people in society. I mean that. You got to stop blaming. It's not your husband's fault. It's not your wife's fault. It's not your kid's fault. It's not your boss's fault. It's not the, the White House's fault. It's not the guy down the fucking street. It's you. When you can have extreme ownership for all the things in your life, shit gets real good real quick because there's nowhere else to turn. There's nobody else to blame. It's a hard thing to do, man. It's, it's what a lot of people do. I didn't grow up rich. Well, I didn't grow up with, you know, both parents, or I didn't grow up, you know, being naturally athletic. I didn't grow up, you know, being naturally, you name it. Doesn't matter. Can't control that. But you can control the amount of blaming you do to the outside world. Number three, you got to be persistent. Real success in anything does not come easy. If you stick with something and you work your fucking ass off, you're going to get where you want to be or you'll get real close. I promise you that. I don't care who you look at. Are are there certain things that come easier to other people? For sure. That's called playing to your strength. I think everybody should do that. But it's not easy. It's not easy by any means. All success in anything in life, however you want to measure it, financial success, career success, relationship success, marriage success, physical success, you pay a price for it. There comes a certain amount of sacrifice, dedication, and fucking effort you have to put into it. But if you stick with it and you work your plan consistency, you're going to get where you want to be or very close, or in most cases, way further beyond anywhere you ever imagined. Number four, do what you should be doing. This is common sense, and it's one that most people honestly just, they don't do. Do what you should be doing. Your actions every day, my friends, either moving you closer or further from your goal. 
be aware of how you are spending your time. If your back hurts, if you have tight hamstrings, if your hips are glued together, if it's a struggle for you to reach your hands over your head, your mobility sucks. You know how you get better? Do what you should be doing. Do your fucking mobility every day for a couple minutes. Dedicate the time. Oh, Jeremy, I don't have 10 minutes a day. You don't have 10 minutes a day to do tissue work and, and move your body through space. If you're ever watching Netflix, you have time. If you ever watch a sporting event, you have time. If you ever scroll on social media, you have time. If you sleep eight hours a night, sleep seven and a half. Do 30 minutes of mobility. I promise you, the, the giving up 30 minutes of sleep for there, it's going to put you that much further along. I promise you that. Your actions every day, my friends, are moving you closer or further. But you got to really be vigilant with your time and how you spend it. Because, Dan, you can get sucked into the Instagram vortex or the YouTube vortex or like sitting and talking with people who are just, they're energy vampires, man. Their time sucks. They drain everything out of you. Don't do that. It's not getting you closer to where you want to be. It's getting you further away. Number five, you got to invest in others. I know this is tough for a lot of people. You know, everybody comes with baggage in their shit. Well, Jeremy, I always give and I give and I give. Maybe you do, um, but maybe you're giving to the wrong people. I do think you should spend time every day trying to add value to the lives of the people closest to you, your colleagues, your friends, your associates. I think it's going to come back to you a hundredfold if your circle is legit. Now, if you hang around a bunch of you know meth heads and, and people who are 300 pounds overweight and you know on government assistance and they're not motivated and they have a negative mindset, then no, I don't think you should invest in those people. You know, you're the average of the five people you associate with the most. So have a better inner circle for sure. But if you give to those people, like blindly, they'll give back to you. Well, Jeremy, I always give. No, no, you're giving to the wrong fucking people. I give here all day, you guys. I try to always give 51, take 49. What that means is I give 51%. I only take 49 I try to do that with every single person here. So everybody here, and there's a lot of people here who have helped me, you guys, in my life. Dave DiLorenzo, uh, fucking Mike DeAndre, Brent Orm. I can go down the list. A lot of people here have helped me in a lot of areas of my life. I think I've given more to them than I've taken from them. Maybe it's 50-50, but I like to think I keep giving and giving and giving. So if I ever need something or they ever pour into me, it's an exchange where I'm not taking advantage of them. The point of me sharing that is not to make me look like a fucking saint. It's I give blindly. I give and I give and I give and I give. And if I need something, they're willing to give it too. And a lot of times they just naturally just pour in things to me. That's what I mean, you guys. When you have an awesome circle of people and you invest in awesome fucking humans, they invest back into you. Iron sharpens iron. It really does. I've done this with my clients here. I've done this with my wife. I've done this with my friends like my fucking day one homies. I've done this with all of our fitness friends. It's the truth, dude. I can't stress this enough. If you invest in other people and expect nothing in return and they're really good people, they're going to give back to you so much more than if you're trying to make it transactional. Make it relationship-based. Number six, work on you every day. Whatever that means to you, whether that's a seminar whether it's books, Audible, doing mobility, uh, 
cooking your own food, you know, meditating, journaling, whatever, whatever you're into, whatever your thing is that helps you get centered and be better, do more of that shit because you can always be improving. If it's masterminds, do that. Side note, Dave DiLorenzo and I are doing a mastermind group here. Um, we just started working on the, uh, how do I say this? The outline for it, the application processes. My brain is just trash today. Um, we're working on the application process for it right now. We're, we're putting the outlines together of what it would look like. We're gonna do it, obviously it's gonna run you know, year over year over year. We're doing it in like quarterly segments. Um, I think a lot of people will be in there for years, but at least quarterly, we're going to set it up. We'll do live meetings here with Dave and I in person, either at my facility or at his offices. Uh, it's going to be a lot. Um, talking a lot about business, entrepreneurship. Um, if you're trying to transition in your career, side hustle to a legit, you know, solopreneur. Uh, we'll talk about finances, business finances, personal finances, leads, conversions, all this stuff, social media, um, building relationships. It's going to be fucking amazing. Um, I'm super excited about it. It'll be cool. But uh, I'll share more about that in the future. Sorry, I'm getting sidetracked. But uh, when I talk about working on you every day, some of the mastermind groups I have been in are friendships that I now have for life. There's business connections there that I've used multiple times. And all of us have made a shit ton of money with each other and off of each other in there. And uh, it's just a great place um, to be. And that, that's part of why I'm here today because I worked on myself every day. I invested my money not into a you know a fucking Lamborghini, but into seminars, to books, to mastermind groups, to coaching, to going to events, to learning and surrounding myself with the right people. And again, I'm not against the Ferrari and Lamborghini. And oddly enough, Heather and I talked about the other day, I'm like, since nobody really owns those cars other than like the super, super rich people, and even those guys, I don't think most of them just kind of lease it. Like, I can go lease a Lamborghini today, I guess. But for what? I think I kind of look like a dumbass pulling up here in a Lamborghini doing jumping jacks for a living. But hey, that's me. Uh, it just doesn't seem like a huge ROI. It doesn't seem like the thing that would make my life better and move things forward and actually, you know, create more wealth in my life. But more importantly than that, happiness. And so when you guys, if we kind of sidetrack this for a second, if you're talking about how you spend your money, if you really want to be better, if you really want to change your life, I think investing your money into those things, whether it be, uh, you know, massage therapy, whether it be, you know, a, a tissue doctor, whether it be, a, you know, a fitness challenge, a fitness app, a, a personal trainer, a financial advisor, a CPA, all those things are valuable. And those things allow you to work on yourself every day because they buy you time too. That's super important. And then number seven, real quick, just focus on solutions. Don't focus on the problems. More often than not, there's probably two two answers. There's two ways to go about it. We can go right, we can go left. You know, if you've got a real unique situation, you maybe can go north, south, east, west. But for, for most things in life, it's, it's pretty cut and dry. You know, either you lift the weight or you don't. That's why I love fitness because it, it just parallels life in, in so many ways. You know, either you get, you know, 50 assault bike cows in a minute or you don't. You know, it's, it doesn't have any feelings and it, and nobody gives a shit. That's when I say focus on solutions. Don't focus on problems. And what does that mean? No whining, no griping, no bitching, no complaining. Once you've identified the problem, 
once you've identified the obstacle in your way, devote your energy to overcoming that thing and figuring out a way through, up, or around it. That's it. Because we can sit and we can bitch and whine and we can complain all day about why things aren't going our way and what the problem is. But that doesn't fix anything. You're just the, you know, 60-year-old dudes hanging out at the, you know, Midwest coffee shop bitching about taxes and the government and the weather and all these things. But nothing's going to change by doing that. And again, I'm not against like, you know, you know, a group get together and talk shit about what's going on in the world. I think that's all fine. But having it cripple you and hinder your day isn't going to do anything. I would focus on a solution that you can personally do, not just the overall macro problem, because that doesn't get you anywhere. Those are just the seven things uh, he had sent out. I, I do think those are great little reminders and they're ideal to segue into mindset. And again, the book Mindset by Carol Dweck is a great book. Um, Rajat Sani had put this out uh, in a newsletter and I just wanted to briefly run over it for people out there. If you find yourself stuck right now, and it doesn't have to be stuck in your career, although a lot of people, I know that's a, a place where they're at. It could be with your physical body. It could be with your relationship. It could be with what you're going to do next uh, in your life. Hey, should I go from this house to this house? Should I you know, travel more? Should I pay off these debts? Should I invest my money here? Should I start this business? There's so many ways to go about it. And the beauty is, is most of us are bound by nothing other than the decisions that we make and the things that we think in our head. And so growth versus a fixed mindset. Mindset is this idea of either we're stuck or we're not stuck. From an early age, we develop one mindset or another without even realizing it. And sometimes these come from our parents Sometimes it comes from your friends, from your family, from your environment. I think that has a lot to do with it. And I'm going to break down two different mindsets here into kind of three different categories. And I share this a lot. Um, it's different now. Like I don't mean to, you know, smoke my old man on here. But he used to have this real fixed mindset of like, well, this is where I grew up. This is where I live. This is the money that I make. This is the job that I do. And I'm going to work this job till I'm 40 years old and I'll pay off my debts and I'll barely have enough to retire. And then I'll be alive for a couple of years. Then I'll drop fucking debt. And basically the belief was I'm going to be alive, you know, to work, you know, pay off my bills and that's it. You get in debt for a car, a house, and then you pay those off. And by the time you're done, life's over. Now, full disclaimer, my, my old man worked the same job for 33 years drove truck over the road, you know, drank a lot of alcohol, wasn't the most pleasant fucking guy to be around. I always compare him to Clint Eastwood and Gran Torino. My dad just has more tattoos and owns more guns. That's pretty much the only difference. And he rides a Harley. That's it. Um, not a pleasant guy. As he's older now, he's the most pleasant he's ever been. Um, he actually got fired, you know, from driving truck after like 33 fucking years. And I thought it was going to be the end of him. Actually, the best thing that ever happened to him. Because he was holding on to this fixed mindset in that, now his life is a fucking 100x better, in my opinion. And his attitude is 100x better from where it was. And his mindset now is open to, oh, I don't have to live here. 
forever. I can actually live here. I can travel. I can have this alternative life. I can own a business. I can be healthier. I don't have to give up my body and my life for this job. And I think a lot of people kind of get stuck in that like, well, I got these kids and this is my job and this is where I live. And I'm not saying throw your you know responsibilities into the wind. But a lot, again, the walls we build up to protect us and the story we tell ourselves to protect us also fucking imprisons us. It really does. And so if we break down these mindsets real quick into categories, one, personal qualities and abilities. That's number one. People with a fixed mindset assume that their personal qualities and abilities cannot be changed. This limits their growth potential. When you believe that your abilities and what you can do cannot change, you're super limited. People with a growth mindset believe that their intelligence and abilities can be developed through hard work, persistence, and effective learning strategies. Think about that. If, if my belief was, well, I'm not that smart. I sucked in school. I wasn't real great. It was really a struggle for me. I could barely pass geometry. I didn't give a shit about parallelograms. I can't tell you what gold is on the, you know, periodic table of elements. I can barely, you know, understand punctuation. I write most of my emails in lowercase letters. I'm dumb. I'm not smart. I don't learn this way. I'm never going to make money. I'm never going to be successful. I'm never going to have a career, blah, blah, blah. That's a fixed mindset. But I don't believe that shit. Believing that I can learn new things and I can be good and passionate about certain things in life, if I work my ass off and I'm persistent, I can get where I want to go. The second thing, your response to setbacks. A person with a fixed mindset may lead to fear of failure and give up easily. And for a lot of times, these people, they avoid setbacks whenever possible. They avoid failure they avoid mistakes. They are a, almost like a perfectionist, right? Like I need to be perfect. And if it's not perfect, I can't share it. If it's not perfect, I can't make the video. If it's not perfect, I can't turn it in. If it's not perfect, I can't try it. Someone with a growth mindset understands that there's lessons to be learned from mistakes and failures and fuck ups. And a lot of times the growth mindset people are just ready, fire, aim. They'll clean up the pieces afterwards. They'll at least try something. And that's what you have to do if you guys really want to move the needle forward and be successful in anything you do. Like if my goal is to do like say something like real small, like let's, I'm going to do the splits. Like that's the goal. And if I don't do the splits, I'm just going to quit fitness and just go sell insurance with DLO or something. Um, But seriously, like what am I going to do? Not keep practicing every single day? Well, I can't, I can't even try it until I can perfectly do it. No, I've been failing at doing the splits you guys for like two fucking years. You know, I'm getting better uh, for sure. But every time I deadlift, I take two steps back. But my point is that I'm working on it. If I was really worried about everything being perfect and failing, I wouldn't have created the first online program we ever created. I never would have posted on Facebook or Instagram. I never would have done the first podcast. I, I never would have went and, you know, talked to a group of, you know, 50 people, you know. But I did. And I'm sure each one of those... I was fucking terrible. The first time I went on live TV, you guys, it's fucking awful. I don't even know if I can find the clip anymore. Hopefully it's been deleted from the world. It is embarrassing. I couldn't even look at the camera. I'm fumble fucking my words. You can think, 
there's no bass in my voice. I'm like trembling. You know, the first time I went and talked to a group of professionals, I'm in the car screaming to myself to get myself hyped up. I can barely get my fucking name out the first, you know, 90 seconds. After that, I calm down and I get my shit together. But even that, how terrible I was from speech number one to the last one I did to like 150 people where like they're laughing, they're having a good time. And we're just like talking shit, like we're having a drink at the bar. If I don't do that first one, if I don't make the mistakes, if I don't fail, if I don't fuck up, none of this ever happens here. That my friends is the difference between a fixed mindset and a growth mindset. We, most of us never really learn from winning. You hear me out here. Most of us never really learn when things go perfect, when things go right, and when we win. We learn from when we lose. We learn from when we fail, when we fuck up. We learn from setbacks. If everything on my body always worked perfect, I would be a terrible coach. If I could always rely on my, you know, God-given athletic ability and genetics to never be injured or hurt and never have anything go wrong and have every perfect skill and do everything just as good with my right hand as my left hand and my left leg versus my right leg and I could balance and I was perfect strength on everything, I would be an awful coach. But because, you know, I've had tennis elbow and golfer's elbow, because I've had disc issues in my back, because I've had limited mobility in an ankle, because I've had, you know, issues with my subscapularis, like I had to learn about tissue above or below the joint. I had to learn about the hips being glued to the psoas and the pelvis and your iliacus. Like I had to learn the body and how it moves through space. I had to learn about, well, if I was right-handed my whole life and I always use my left leg as my plant leg, I'm going to have an imbalance on my right quad versus my left quad. And my right bicep is stronger than my left bicep, but my left tricep is stronger than, you know what I'm saying? Like all of those imbalances and imperfections and things that I fucked up, I learned from in my physical body, just like all of you, because I was addicted to drugs and alcohol, I had to go this far being healthy. So I had to make myself essentially super sick and be super stupid to learn anything. I had to become addicted myself to things to understand how hard it is to beat addiction on the other side. That my friends is what I'm talking about. I'm not saying go get addicted to drugs and alcohol, but just know when you're trying to eat really well and you fuck up, it's not the end of the world. It's just a chance to learn because you're trying. It just shows that you care. The third thing here real quick is the perception of failures. And I touched on this a little bit, but I'll just, I'll, I'll drive it home before I let you guys go. Someone with a fixed mindset sees failure as a reflection of their abilities. And this usually results that person feeling inadequate. I'm too stupid. I'm too dumb. I'm too fat. I'm too slow. I'm too whatever the fuck story you want to tell yourself. It's all bullshit, but that's what people do. Well, I'm not this. So this is why this didn't happen. I'm not good looking enough. I wasn't quick enough. I wasn't, you know, articulate enough, whatever the thing is, that's a fixed mindset. Someone with a growth mindset perceives failure as just an opportunity to learn and to adapt and to develop new skills. Embracing failure allows you to continuously improve over and over and over again in your life. It really does. Now, is it fun to fail and do stupid shit? No, it's not. It sucks. In the moment, I've hated every time I've had an injury, every time I have made a poor financial decision, every time I have, you know, had terrible actions or 
you know, said the wrong things. It sucks. But if I never did that, I'd never learn. And I'd just be stuck in my box all the time. And if I never took a fucking chance, where would I be? If I never packed up my car and drove across the country, never even being to Phoenix and Scottsdale and knowing anything about it and being in debt up my ass and having maybe $2,000 total in the bank and owing way more than that to people outside of it, where would I be today if I just stayed in my safe little bubble? I wouldn't be this person you're listening to today and none of this stuff would have happened in my life. I guess the key is you got to have a growth mindset versus a fixed one. And you got to know that 99% of the failures are not final in your life. And if they're final, you're dead. So who gives a shit anyway? So for most of you, when you fail, it's not fatal. It's just part of the process on your way to success. And if you want to look across the board, you know, at some of these you know, politicians out here, they fucked up a lot. They still got jobs. You know, Kanye he's he's done a lot of dumb things right he's made a lot of mistakes he's still out there surviving you know what i mean like there's people out there who have done way worse than you're ever going to do and it's human man it really is you know and i think if i look at anything in life that i've done all of my you know if you want to call them wins or successes or biggest jumps in growth it's just it came from me doing dumb shit and that's it. So hopefully that helps you guys. If you find yourself stuck somewhere, it's just detaching your brain from the story that, you know, probably isn't true. And if you want to take a chance, take a chance, you know, and I think sometimes we all worry like, Oh, what will people think? You know, it's easy for me to say now, cause I'm, I'm so far into my career. But when I first started like how many people did you know were retired, you know, fitness people, you know, and having, having to call my old man and be like, hey, man, I'm going to quit my job and just do fitness for a living. He's probably like this fucking moron. You know what I'm saying? Like, you just got to take a chance. You really do. And it doesn't mean like this catastrophic thing of, of quitting your job, but there's so many times in life where I get to see people here limit themselves because of, of just a belief that more likely just isn't true. And so if you can just detach your mind from a certain story you've been telling yourself and if nothing else, play devil's advocate. I always told myself I wasn't this smart or I wasn't this whatever. Just tell yourself something different today. Do a complete 180. Tell yourself the opposite and see if it doesn't start to change things. Say, you know what? Maybe I could do that. And I'll leave you with this. I've got to do this for a long time. I've worked with a lot of people, successful people financially, successful people in their careers and their businesses and their marriages and their relationships and the way that they view the world. I've gotten this amazing secondary education from a lot of people. And sometimes there's people who, who walked in these doors who were making a lot of money and they were no smarter than me. And I'll tell myself, I'm like, well, you know, if fucking Rick can do it, I could probably do it too. Why was my belief that I'll never you know, be a millionaire. Like if I just change a couple of things in my life, if I just change the way that I'm looking at things or thinking about things, why can't I be rich as fuck? You get what I'm saying? Like, why can't I be happy? Why can't I travel the world? Why can't I own all my own shit? And as soon as I stopped believing this old story of like, well, 
you know, no one in your family's rich and, you know, no one in your family's ever graduated from college and they've never, you know, traveled the world and they've never started their own business. Why do you think you can do it? I'm like, well, cause I watch all these fucking guys do it. And even if they're smarter than me, if I wake up and work my ass off and I'm super consistent and I just try and I pour every ounce of my energy into it, I think it can fucking happen for me too. And funny enough, as soon as I let go of all this old shit that was holding me back, my life started to change. And that was, you know, at this point, damn near 20 years ago. And I haven't looked back since. And so if there's any superpower I could bestow on any of you listening, it's not, you know, being able to deadlift 600 pounds. It's not being able to dunk a basketball. And it's not being able to talk on camera. It's just you have to have this belief in yourself. And that's where it starts. Now, you can't just believe in yourself and not do the work. You're gonna have to work your fucking ass off at a at a clip and a pace that probably seems insane to most people. But if you're audacious enough to like want to do really epic shit in your life, you're gonna have to put in really epic fucking work. But if you don't believe in yourself, nobody else is going to. And if you keep telling yourself a story that these things can't happen for you, they never will. But if you start telling yourself that it can happen and it is possible. And if you're willing to just put your head down and work, if I had a bet, man, I think you're going to get there. And if nothing else, your life will change drastically for the better. So take that with you uh, today, you guys. Nothing else more than just, I guess, a motivational rant to, to get you guys rocking and rolling. But I just, I don't know. I, I As fucked up as the world is and as weird as, you know, things may be, um, and there's definitely things that I think could be done better and, and could change for people, especially in America. You are living in the greatest time and, and the greatest opportunity that you've ever had. Um, it's more competitive than ever, for sure. There's a financial environment that's obviously less than ideal for a lot of young people who haven't bought into, you know, real estate and the market and all that shit. I go, but you guys have access to technology and you have access to, to really awesome people and mentors and things that, you know, previous generations didn't have. So if you're willing to put in the work, especially now, man, and I say this because we're just, we're softer as the eras go on, right? Like my dad is, is way fucking harder than I am in certain ways, mentally in certain ways. I think I'm more savage than he is, but physically, you know, I think, you know, prime for prime, my dad would have like bit my fucking nose off, you know, like I'm talking like the old school dudes are just rougher, right? And I think my grandpa would have beat the shit out of him. And I think his grandpa would have beat the shit out of him. You know what I'm saying? Like technology and the world has made us all softer. So I get that. But overall, if you're willing to be a savage, if you're willing to just be a badass in this era of time, when everybody else is gets burnt out and they're tired and they quit, but you just keep showing up and putting in the work, like you'll be successful. But you have to care about it. And you have to believe in yourself first. So anyways, hope you guys have an awesome Friday. Uh, take that with you. If you happen to be on Apple Podcast, drop us a five-star, leave a comment. I'd appreciate it. Same thing on Spotify. Um, if this pumped you up, share it with a friend who needs to have a fire kind of lit up under their ass. And if it's you, man, stop making excuses. Just get up and fucking do it, dude. Um, you're way smarter and way more talented than you believe. I, I really do believe that for most people. And uh, if you guys want to join us, uh, our 34-day ab and core challenge, link is in the show notes here. I'd love to see you guys inside of there. Again, full access to all my stuff inside. I'm going to be back on the podcast, I believe, next Friday. Uh, we got Natalie Kohler's coming on. We're going to talk all strength and conditioning. 
uh, training elite level athletes versus the general population. So all of your strength and fitness related questions, drop them in there and we'll be back on a couple of days. Thank you guys. As always, I appreciate you. And, uh, until next time, eat well, train hard, be nice to people. And please, you guys keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. I'll talk to you soon. Peace.